welcome to the North Witch Podcast with your hosts, Azario Flame and Sandra Von Holland. In this podcast, we explore all the things that can help us to be better and improve our lives in body, mind, and spirit. Looking at everything from witchcraft, sorcery, woo-woo, spirituality, biohacking, the mundane, and everything in between. We occasionally have on guests from various backgrounds, practices, and philosophies. We welcome everyone from all walks of life, from the left-hand path to the right-hand path, from the medical to the holistic, from the woo-woo to the scientific and everything in between. We have conversations and discussions about our experiences over the years, what works for us, what hasn't worked, and explore new theories and science, trying them out, seeing what works, and debunking what doesn't. Thank you for joining us on this wicked adventure along the crooked path as we adventure into the mysterious and wonderful world and welcome what truly works for us to become better witches, sorcerers, magicians, and our best selves so that we can live our best lives. May these conversations help you to ignite the light within. The views expressed by our guests on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of us here at Northwich Magic Co. All of the information shared on this podcast is anecdotal and shared for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or financial advice. Always consult a doctor, physician, or professional in their field before trying any of the things that may be discussed on this channel. Magic and holistic healing should work alongside allopathic care when necessary. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Northwich Podcast. On today's episode, we have Jennifer Vatsa from Belladonna's Botanicals. How's it going today, Jen? Good, good. Still waking up a little bit and waiting for the Adderall to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally feel that. I'm just having my morning coffee, so we're yeah. on the same page. Yes. Um, so what's new and groovy and going on in your world these days? <sighs> just trying to settle back into things it's it's I've, I've had a little bit of a rough year just with some personal things going on and stuff like that and I don't know if if Canada is being hit by all the stuff the same economical stuff that you know we are in the United States but everything's really expensive Absolutely. the economy kind of sucks and you know obviously that impacts small businesses because people are like well you know if gas is you know anywhere between five and ten dollars a gallon you know maybe buying witchy witchy stuff is not uh, you know, the number one priority. So, you know, there's been a little bit of fluctuation in sales and whatnot because of that. Absolutely. We all, I'm sure we all feel it. And I think that's why it's great to have our community where we can collaborate with each other and, mm -hmm. you know, keep all, all our clients kind of in the know of all the shops that, of what all of us do. If we all work together, I think we all will come out ahead in the end. It's just, it's a tough time, but yeah. I think sticking together, we can we can make it ride out a little bit smoother. And right now, you know, in the States with the whole Roe versus Wade thing, it's sort of like, I'm looking at how that's going to impact the, I did a video on this for my channel recently about how that might impact the herbalism world. Cause I work with a lot of herbs and a lot of people don't realize how many herbs, common things we use are either abortifacient, teratogenic or phytotoxic or embryotoxic. Like I had already had products right before Roe uh, got overturned, uh, delisted from Etsy because they contained Pennyroyal. I don't think you're going to run into any issues using a Lucifuge, Rofacale, Ritual Oil or Spellfire, but I still had to reformulate and then relist everything for that because that's one of those herbs that's on that list. So I'm kind of keeping a keen eye peeled if there's other things that are you know, coming down the pike, which kind of throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into some of my planning because there were things I'm like, well, I'm going to release a new line of flying, flying ointments, but I'm like, if all this stuff becomes illegal or just illegal in various state from state to state, maybe I'm going to hold off on that until I know for sure, because even here they're coming after a lot of medications that people are on, um, you know, if they're in childbearing years, if they have those same effects. So I'm sure that they're going to come after herbs as so sooner or later. <laughs> Uh, isn't it crazy that our <coughs> that our businesses have to become political as well? Yeah, it just it hurts. Yeah, I, I I didn't even think of it until I was no. like I put two and two together. I'm like, why did Etsy suddenly? I've had these products on on Etsy for two yeah. years, maybe longer. Some of them, and I'm like, why did they all of a sudden? Oh, I see what's going on here, Etsy. Right. 
that's a whole nother platform that I could just scream from. So oh, yeah. maybe we'll just skate on by that. <laughs> yes, that's see as a whole whole ass thing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a whole show on its own, isn't it, Jennifer? Like really, yes. we could really dive deep into that. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Well, and uh, the crazy thing is, you know, we have all of this going on and then everybody decides that now we need to boycott Etsy because they're not paying the shops enough and they're taking too much out of their fees. Well, people, a lot of people don't realize that we make most of our living off of Etsy. So. Right. I mean, the bulk of my sales do come through Etsy, um, you know, but then I'm also like I'm paying a thousand dollars a month just in fees before advertising and all that stuff and, right. and shipping and everything that, you know. It's like when you when you're when you're part of these platforms. I'm also on Amazon Handmade. I don't have everything on there, but um, just how much you lose in fees. And I know people are comfortable with supporting small businesses through big businesses, I guess. But it's like if you really want to support a small business, please go directly to our websites. <laughs> Please, please, yeah, we say that all sure. the time. Please support our website. We have better Which, shipping options. We have probably, I mean, in my case, I can't list everything I have on Etsy or Amazon because they have their own, you know, especially for herbal products and stuff, they have their own restrictions. So I can't sell most yeah. of my flying ointments and tinctures and smoke blends and things like that there. So, right. I think it's a, it's a whole next kind of level of education for our buyers, honestly. Um, they've. It was great to have these other platforms because the trust was built with that, but I, we need to educate our, our clients that we, and I maybe once we're in business longer and longer and have the longevity behind us, that mm -hmm. that builds the trust. Mm -hmm. um, people will shop from who they know, like, and trust, right? So hopefully we can educate and, more and guilty of it, like, of websites like i'm like i forget till i'm like i just ordered some crystals last night because i was like i would crap and low on something and i'm like i should have just gone directly to uh, to see if they had a because not everyone has a website that like no. some people just have etsy stores and if that's their only thing then you know that's their only thing but i'm pretty sure this yeah. place has their own website and i'm like damn i should have done that <laughs> we, we should know website. that totally and how much better your shipping would have been yeah <laughs> We can always get, you know, a few extra products just for the amount of shipping difference. Yeah. So do you want to give us a little rundown of, because here I'm looking over here at your website and like, you've got some cool shit on there, friend. <laughs> do you want, what is your favorite product line? We'll start there. How about that? My favorite product line um that's hard to pick like yeah i could say like my most popular stuff usually tends to be i would say the ritual bath salts are probably the, the thing i sell the most of <laughs> that's funny i'm looking that's what i got pulled up yeah right here. yeah the bath salts sell sell probably the most um that they i enjoy making, um are my favorite things I mean, honestly, I take a lot of baths, so I probably would say the bath products. I just released a new line of occult-themed uh, bubble baths so and perfumes, so. Super fun. I love the extra glitter that you put in. Like, I love glitter, so yeah. apparently that's- You either love it or you hate it, you know? Right? Yeah, I'm in the so... hate <laughs> Yeah. You have a whole house full of glitter, so you get a little glittered out yes. <laughs> with your ladies. Um, Joys of having little girls. <laughs> so uh, I love now, the layout what... of your website. It's fantastic. Thank you. My in my former you know vestiges of job things, I used to do uh, web content management for and social media for many years. So yeah, put my whole website together myself. <laughs> it's awesome. Nice. And I see that you um, have like a lot of poison path type things. Are, are you starting to notice that that's being affected with sales and stuff for, um, you know, like are things being pulled down with your, with your poison path stuff? Like, is it, uh, are you seeing things changing in that market? I, I'm just asking because I buy a lot of poison path stuff myself and I'm starting to notice that it's kind of disappearing everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I know there's there's different restrictions in countries. Like Canada has a lot more restrictions on, um, like the medicinal nightshades and, and things like that than some of the other countries like we do in the U.S. Um, 
you know, I have everything on the majority of it's all on my website. So I have control over that. So I haven't really seen any, I haven't had to take anything down for that, but uh, like, I can't sell any of the ones with like nightshades or fly agaric on Etsy, obviously not on Amazon either. So um, I, I can't, it's hard to say if there's been, I mean, th products fluctuate like in what sells more, like, I don't know, everyone has been on a soap kick for the past couple of weeks. Cause all I'm doing is making soap. <laughs> I know sooner make a batch of soap and I'm out of it in less than a week. And I'm like, all right, we're going to make that again. <laughs> yeah. So things kind of fluctuate through periods of time where I'm like, holy crap, I, I, all I've sold this week are like ritual oils. And then I don't sell any ritual or I sell very minimal ritual oils. And then everyone's buying bath salts and soap. And it just, I, I gave up on trying to figure out how to, how to keep track of that. The crystal ball is hard, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Just when you think you've got it. We don't. Or, you know, when you release like new product lines and stuff, what's going to take off and what's going to be a dud, you know, it's, it's sort of like, or, or like the, the time it takes for it to take off. Like right. sometimes it's like, you have this expectation of, Oh, I dropped 10 new products. They're going to sell out right away. And then it takes months for them to really kind of build up and then they become, you know, mainstay products, you know. We've discovered that if I love, love, love it, it's a really slow seller. Yep. I'm like, really? You think? It's a hit. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems <laughs> we've proven that time and time again. It's like, no, it's not really what it's not my jam. Yeah. And the cereal's like, yeah, then we know it's gonna be good. And boom, there it is. It's good. <laughs> it's I don't know, it's so weird. We don't <laughs> we don't sell what we love. We sell what the masses request, I guess. Yeah changes from time to time i mean like a lot of times i get requests for um specific like obscure demons like do you have a product like this i'm like i don't even know who this demon is i you know is it or uh, having to look them up and stuff i'm like you know probably two people are gonna buy this so one of the th uh things that i'm working on um i don't know when i'm gonna release it but um doing because I'm not going to release product lines for like all 72 goetic demons because there's 72 of them and they have to release you know seven yeah because some of them yeah you know like Paimon and 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 some of the more well-known ones I already have stuff for or those will sell more but when you really get deep down into the, you know the line of you know three people work with this with this demon you know it, it's sort of like well those three people will buy the oil and no one else will so I'm working on doing kind of like a custom oil, I guess, where it's sort of like, you know, here's the listing, you know, pick the demon you want the oil for. And, you know, I'll, I'll do one-off ones for that because it's not worth oh. it to me to invest the time and effort in making an entire batch of it because I, it yeah. may take me two years to sell that entire batch. And then you also have to look at shelf life of things as well. Yeah. That's awesome though, to do the custom work. That's yeah. an excellent uh, thing to offer for sure. Because sometimes I've I've got I've taken requests for custom things and I'm like, well, I sold one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it happens for sure. So we actually do have a listener question for you today, um, based on what you've got, and they were wondering if you could give any tips, tricks, or secrets for how to get the most out of using flying ointment. They have tried it a couple times and they don't really seem to get too, too much out of them. So is there specific points that they can put them on or should they yes. be fasting or? And also expectations. I think a lot of times people are expecting to like trip balls and like have like some kind of ayahuasca experience on it. I'm like, no, that's not really how they work. And I've tried a lot of different flying ointments, not just my own, but ones from other um, businesses that make them. And I've noticed they all kind of, for me, comparatively, they all kind of line up in varying forms of actions. Um, I usually will put them, I usually put it on my wrists and kind of rub it into my forearms, uh, temple, third eye, sometimes back of the neck. Um, they're also good for pain. So if you, you know, you could put it on your knee if your knee hurts. Um, it's going to depend the action on what is exactly in it. Um, because like the ones that I have are non-toxic are going to be a little more gentle but what I find um, from the uh, people I know who use them and from my own personal use, 
the ways I get the most benefit out of using flying ointments is, you know, apply it about 30 minutes before you go into ritual. It gets you kind of in that headspace for it. Um, you know, you're not going to feel like, you know, you're flying off in, into, you know, the ether or anything, but it, get, it, it just shifts your consciousness in that it, because they're all, they're all based on entheogenic herbs. So I use it for that. I will use it for deep meditation, um, astral travel, dream work, things like that. I mean, that's what they're really, really good at is kind of opening up those pathways, especially if like me, you know, you're neurodivergent, have ADHD and sometimes can't shut off the boop, 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 inside your head. Um, it helps bring that down a little bit to get into state to do those things. But awesome. um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to point out with that. But yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to expectation of what people are expecting them to do. Um, because there's, there's a point at which I have to, you know, be like safety concerns, you know, you don't want to put too much of, you know, the things in there to the point at which it could cause, you know, issues for the other, for the person. Like I know at times when I've used too much, I've gotten, it's only happened a few times, but I've gotten like a dry fever, which is just like, suddenly you're really hot, but you can't sweat it out. And it's really annoying, <laughs> but you can apply it. You can apply them more than once. Um, like I will put, I'll do like the first wait, like maybe 20 minutes, put on a little more. Cause also if you're like spreading it all over yourself and you put too much on at once, it takes a little while for it to absorb into your system. So that's why I usually say just kind of apply every like 20 minutes or half an hour until you feel like you you're at the state you want to be in. And the effects can last a few hours. So yeah, well into four, four to six hours. Oh, wow. I don't realize it because you might go to bed in that time, but. Nice. Very good. That's super helpful, I think. And then, so I see you also have smoking blends. So is it kind of the, the same type of idea with the smoking yeah. blends as like using a flying ointment or? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's going to be a little, little more immediate um, versus sort of like, cause you're not waiting for it to absorb into your skin and into your system that way that you're directly smoking it and inhaling it. So I think that's a little probably faster. I actually don't use the smoking blends myself that often. Um, sometimes I just forget. It's also good. Like for a while I was using flying ointments like every night and stuff. Like I just kind of took a little bit of a break from it because I mean, you, it's not that you become hooked on them. It's just, it, it's just, it depends on what you're doing. Like, you know, I don't want to have crazy, you know, astral travel dreams every single night. Sometimes I just like to sleep. <laughs> there is yeah, that. for sure. <laughs> you know. And let's be honest, magical sleep isn't really restful sleep. <laughs> yeah. You wake up and are like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how did you get started on this crazy path of making all of these wonderful herbal things? Because this is, the, you, there's obviously many years of experimentation behind these formulations. And education. <laughs> yeah. um, I started out uh, several years ago. Um, I uh, started out actually as a certified aromatherapist. So I was making more therapeutical ba therapeutic based things like you know, stuff to help you sleep, stuff, um, I, I apparently like to learn things because I've got dozens of certifications and things. So like I was making skincare products and perfumes and, you know, aromatherapy stuff. And I took, I started doing some herbalism stuff about four years, four years ago, I think maybe five uh, or going on five. And I started making like my own infused oils that I then used like in the skincare products and things. And it kind of, and as I, you know, got back, on my magical path, I started, I'm like, well, you know, as I'm doing things, I, I know how to make this. I have all the stuff in my house and I may, may as well just make stuff. Um, so I started making things and it kind of snowballed from there because it turned out, I'm like, wow, this witchy shit's really much more popular than, you know, the aromatherapy stuff I'm making that isn't selling that well at this point. So maybe we're going to switch gears and do this. 
it's really great, isn't it? It's such a great community and so supportive. And it's, it's supportive in all the products as well as in supporting artists' creativity to bring out more things. I yeah, just, and I was able to leave my day job last October, so. Awesome. <coughs> Luckily, you know, as my business grew, we uh, one of the benefits of COVID was I was able to manage both of them at the same time, like, because I was working from home for a year and a half. And, you know, once it was like, okay, we got to come back to work. I was like, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, COVID definitely had some blessings. Yeah. To really catapult some, it's, it's, it really launch some businesses, for it sure. It really helped my business grow. Because, I mean, before COVID, I mean, I my business was very small and it wasn't, you know, I think it was my, my, my revenue between 2019 for 2019 to 2020, like it, trying to think of the word, it, it, it like increased by sixfold or something like that, just within that, that one year. Yeah. And then again, That's last awesome. year and this year I'm because of the economic stuff, I'm probably going to do about the same as I did last year. If I had to get judging by where I'm at and that there's still, you know, with the holiday season coming up and stuff like that, uh, yeah. probably where I'll end up by the end of the year. So that's okay. Weathering the storm. That's okay. <laughs> you can survive it. That's great. Absolutely. Coming out the other side is golden. Yeah. Um, I, I know talking to a lot of other creators and stuff. It's like, you know, what, where we ended up at, at the end of 2021 for all of our planning for 2022, like we had to throw so many things out the window. Like a lot of us had all these different cl collaborations and different, you know, projects that we were going to do that now we're like, everything's so expensive. Like sometimes you just can't afford yeah. the upfront costs for things. And, you know, it's just, Cause I have some stuff that I, it's, it's on the back burner, um, some collaborations, but I'm gonna have to do a Kickstarter for it. Like, I just don't have the upfront funds to, you know, out, out the door, everything like I normally would. Um, so it's just changing, you know, how you're going to do things. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's great to know that the Kickstarter platforms like Kickstarter are out there to continue to help creators to get yeah. the, to continue with the projects being able to go forward. It's absolutely definitely beneficial. I'm just um, looking at Tell your, us about uh, your soap. Sorry, Azariel, carry oh, on. No, I just, go ahead. I, I squirreled here. I'm, I'm still on the <laughs> site and it's just, it's delightful. I'm loving these, your soap. It's like, it's just not mainstream sameness that we see all the time. I'm yeah, loving I these designs. I find that for me, when I make something like, it, it, it's always the experimentation of if I, if I make just like, you know, a rosy, so like a rose scented soap, it doesn't sell. But if I make a witchy themed soap, it could be the exact same design, but you know, give it like, you know, be like, you know, love, love drawing soap, it's going to sell. Yeah. So, and, and you know, everything because I, my entire household when, which I work out of is a magically mm -hmm. active environment that, you know, it's, everything is imbued with that energy. And like, I, that's the one thing that always struck me even early on is people like, oh my God, your products have such amazing energy to them. And I'm like, cool. Or they're like, but what kind of ritual stuff do you do when you make them? I'm like, not, not a whole, not a whole lot. <laughs> it's just, I think it, you're getting, when you're buying stuff from an individual creators, you're getting the magic, the energy of our environments and our own personal energy in them. And I'm also a Reiki master and uh, an advanced crystal master as well. So you, you get a lot of different energies that are imbued with those things. Cause I think a lot of times people think like, oh, in order to make a witchy product, you have to do this, you know, big ritual stuff around it for something short. If you're comfortable doing that, like, you know, I'm just kind of at the volume where I can't do a two week ceremony around each product, you know, because yeah. I would be like, yeah, it's four to six weeks shipping time at this point, you know, <laughs> not next day shipping. Oh, you can really tell that your whole everything is infused with mm -hmm. like your Reiki energy and your crystal energy and you can just see it. And, I, and I'm only looking at your picture. So I can't even imagine how energized that is when the customer actually gets to receive it and use it. Like it's mm -hmm. great delivery. Yes. I have such a strong energy field that sometimes I have like 
I really like if I pick up a crystal, like I don't feel anything when I pick it up. I have to like, that's again, for me, like something where a flying ointment helps because I have to get into like a very quiet meditative state to really and kind of push my energy aside to be able to feel the energy of things. Awesome. I just, yeah. You got the package. You got it going on. Yeah. Well, it out the I went to art school as well. So, you know, I kind of yeah. able to make things, you know, look, look nice and, and all that too. So, yeah. Her. And it also helps um, that I was, uh, that I did a lot of photography in art school so I could do all my own product photography. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've got the whole package going on. You <laughs> nailed it, Jennifer. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just looking at your crystals here and they're all sitting on radionics machines. So do you, do you infuse a lot of your products with radionics energy and what, what does that do for say a crystal? Just I, mostly, I mostly use them with crystals right now. I haven't started doing too much with uh, the products per se. Um, like with the spirit stones, I tune them to the frequency and use uh, the sigils uh, that uh, my colleague, Asiriel Krabat designed for us. Um, so, you know, I kind of imbue them with the essence and energy of that particular entity that like, so say the garnet that I chose for Lilith is kind of infused with that energy. And I use the radionics to kind of amplify that. And I also have, uh, I do that for uh, chakra stones as well Is that I kind of have a setup. And those ones I do a little bit more Reiki with and, and a little more sort of ritual stuff around them, but um, just to have them attuned to that particular thing. Cool. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I don't ask me to explain to... radionics. I, I don't, I, I, I it, it, it's, I know what it is. I know what it does. I have no idea how to explain it. <laughs> it's also kind of like that with reiki and energy healing too i'm like it, it uh. it's shit that comes out my hands it works really great Ooh, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i i am also a reiki master and i can totally relate to that i don't know yeah. you just you just turn it on it works man yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i never would have even thought to infuse crystals that way with radionics that's so i thought that was really really cool actually know anyone else that's doing that that we've interviewed at least <laughs> yeah I'm, 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 I'm a it's one of those weird things that comes I think with being neurodivergent and a creative person as well like I was talking to my mother about this last week she's like how the hell do you come up with all these ideas for things all the time you're constantly releasing new things like she's like I would have run out of ideas years ago you know I'm like I don't know and I've got like a list of to-do list of things I want to make that's probably a a hundred products deep at any given time so i'm like i don't know yeah yeah it's all the downloads they just keep coming yeah just like a lot of coming. a lot of things i do make are direct downloads from the different entities i work with like specific products not just you know, like you know sometimes you know if i make a deity specific or entity specific uh you know, item it like i'll get downloads on what to put in it but sometimes they'll give me like i made uh like there, there's your typical kind of court case justice oils, but Belial wanted a Belial's hammer of justice court case oil. <laughs> so I ended up kind of combining the stuff from Belial in with some of the, tr the more traditional stuff for that type of work and then kind of made that. But it was like, that was a specific thing, you know, as I'm probably the only person that sells that, you know. That's super cool though. Love it. I love the process. I love to hear the process, how it comes to fruition. That's yeah. It's awesome. like, guys, guys, I can only do so much at one time because they're like, yeah, you should make this and this and this and this. And I'm like, guys, come on. I, I find it always interesting too, because the more of these interviews that I do, the more I'm starting to realize that a lot of us that are really involved in witchcraft and the occult are, have ADHD. And I think yeah. that I, at this point, I'm starting to say that it must be a superpower because it <laughs> it's is. kind I of unreal. So. Well, I was talking <laughs> to someone earlier, like kind of about the empath thing. And it's like, you know, and even in the occult community, like the word empath is kind of like cringy in a way. Um, but I'm like, there's probably a reason why, because if you're neurodivergent, like sometimes I can't read 
people or situations or things. So I have to rely on how I feel about them. What am, what is, what, what am I feeling from this situation? And that's, I think, sometimes how that empathic connection or link forms because I have no idea what's going on on a mundane level. So I'm, I have to deal on what am I sensing from this? Like, I'm, I think this person's upset about something. They're not telling me what they're upset about, but I'm feeling they're upset. So, you know, it, it's kind of relying on your, 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 your other senses. And, and at times I think you build up more of an empathic sensory thing because you, you just kind of have that if you're autistic or ADHD on both. So, um, you know, you, you might not be able to tell from someone's facial expression, how they're feeling or what's going on, but you'll, you'll, you'll get, you'll read, you'll, you'll sense other things. Cause you know, I'm terrible at sensing body language and stuff like that for the most, unless it's really extreme and obvious. Like a lot of times I'm just like, I have no idea what that facial expression means, you know, <laughs> You can be happy. You can be sad. You could be wanting to murder me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, how do I feel of the situation? Okay. I feel that that is a happy face you're making. You're, you're, you're you know, you're happy with the situation. Yeah. So trust that go with that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's sometimes it's mixed in with being in, intuitive about things. Like I rely on that intuition more than I rely on being able to use my mundane, you know, processing to, to figure what's out, what's going on. Absolutely. Intuition keep, gets us much further if we'd actually just listen to it and pay attention. Yeah. I, 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 I have oftentimes where I'm like, yeah, I know I should have listened to that. Yeah. <laughs> we get better once we learn to trust it. I never do though. I'm like, yeah, I know I should, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, well, and then I always get proved wrong or, or whatever, or right, or, or depending on the situation. I'm like, yeah, I guess I was right about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all go through that over the years. So yeah. I have another listener question that just came in and they're asking, what is a spell fire and how do you use it? Um, I do have a video on my uh, YouTube channel, um, which is the, my name, Jennifer Vatsa. So spell fires, um, I find they're really good for a couple of things. They have an alcohol base to them. Uh, it's just isopropyl alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. And I, if you've ever tried to burn, you know, a petition that's, you know, soaked in oils or other things, um, yeah, it's, they can sometimes take a long time to burn and they get very smoky and acrid, uh, depending on the type of paper, very acrid smoke, very, uh, or you're going to set off your smoke, smoke alarms. They take a really long time to burn or they start, or they go out because they hit a little damp spot. So I find if you splash just a little bit of Spellfire, you don't need much, just a splash and light it. It goes whoosh <laughs> and burns much faster and much cleaner. Um, so it's really good for burning like sigils, petitions, things like that, or offerings, even if you do any kind of burn offerings. Um, the other thing you can do with it um, is fire scrying, which uh, if you're familiar with that, um, like, you know, you can use you know, some people do water scrying or mirror scrying and stuff, but you can also, you know, put, put a, a good, a, not a decent amount in the bowl. I always suggest using, I get those like hearth matches that are pretty long. Um, and, uh, or like one of those long lighters to light it, because if you're just using a regular lighter or, um, like a, a, a like I would probably toss a small match in because I don't want to burn myself. <laughs> But That's I did totally watch the wedding set himself on fire on, on one of his live streams using them. I'm like, you would think the man never burned something before. But anyways, I'm like, yeah, don't pour more on while it's still burning because it's going to shoot back up into the bottle that is filled with alcohol. <laughs> Which I learned, I, I was, I did that once, but luckily I was outside and the bottle was empty, but still I went to kind of shake the last few drops out. And the flame like shot up the bottle. Luckily, I use very I use thick uh, flask bottles, 
Um, so it didn't like break or shatter in my hands or, or burn me or anything, but still it's kind of one of those things you want to be careful about, like, and have a fire yeah. extinguisher nearby or something just in case. <laughs> yeah, if fire you've never burnt alcohol right? before, it burns just like gasoline. It goes kaboom. <laughs> yes. And those flame, and it, it'll, especially with the, depending on the proof of the, or the uh, isopropyl alcohol, I mean, you get some dancing flames and stuff in there that, you know, will, will definitely, you know, if you, you're, you're, you know, got cloth and stuff on your altar and stuff, you don't want to actually accidentally jump and, you know, oops. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So use safely. Yes. By your safety here. Absolutely. But I think we all have to have one, at least one good fire story in our witchcraft career, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it comes with the territory. Yeah, I, 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 I'm often like if I'm doing something upstairs like that when I haven't used the spell fires, I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I live in I live in the city. Well, I live in the hood and in row homes <laughs> and stuff. So I'm literally like opening my window, holding like a bowl out the window, so the smoke is like not gonna set off my 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 smoke detectors and what. I can only imagine what my neighbors must think. They're like, oh, there she goes again. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure our neighbors are the same up here. What is that smell? <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm just looking, you do lots and lots of powders. And we actually had a question um, in our Patreon about hoodoo in the last couple of weeks about how to use powders and um, like what are the different ways that you can employ them. So I thought that might be a good question to pose to you since you make yes. them and sell them. I also have a more in-depth video on my channel next. That's a question. I, I get a lot of product questions of like, okay, well, how do I use this? Um, for the powders, it's going to depend on its intention and how you're using it. Like I, you know, if I wanted to get rid of my roommate and we all had cats, I wouldn't spread hot foot powder all, all over the house because that's going to irritate the cat's paws because it's got a lot of peppery kind of caustic materials. Also some of them like that, that one, uh, goofers dust or doom like also you're going to notice them because they have a very strong smell to them because of, of the stuff that's in but you also want to be mindful of if there's kids or, or, or pets around or wildlife of how you're using this so you're not causing any uh, you know collateral damage as it were so I tend to use the powders like I will dress candles with them um, I use them in jar spells and or you can put them in petitions as well. Um, other ones that are more, that have safer ingredients in it, like say a money drawing powder or love drawing powder. Like, you know, you could sprinkle some of that under your bed or you could make a little sachet with it or you could put a little bit of the money drawing powder in like your cash register or your wallet or something like that. So there's a lot of different ways to use it, but it's gonna come down to what's in it. And one of the things that's different about the powders I make, like a lot of the ones that you'll see as like the hoodoo powders and stuff and botanicas and stuff are like cornstarch based with like some dye, maybe some powdered herbs and, and, and stuff in them. But they're more of, they almost look more like baby powder, I guess because it's it's got the cornstarch in it so it's it's a, it's a different now you can add cornstarch to to them i just prefer to do it with the the powdered or like the pure powdered herbs for potency's sake but you could always you know dilute them with a little bit of cornstarch if you wanted to yeah for sure that's one definitely one thing i noticed right away is that you're you don't have any talcum or other powders in there so that's <laughs> very that's very good because like you say you lot i i just got some the other day where it's you know you can't even tell if there is herb in it or not yeah 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 i have <laughs> some of those too i'm like okay road opener you look like green baby powder <laughs> yeah, but also sure. with some of those things that you get at botanicas and whatnot a lot of those are you know mass produced and you know they're not made by someone in their house in a magical environment and things like that you 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 get a product that you almost have to then do additional magic on to get it to be activated and that's exactly and that's the difference in shopping in these shops mm -hmm. 
and just going mass, right? Yeah, because I've 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 heard that from a lot of customers. They're like, wow, you know, when we buy stuff at you know little metaphysical shops, you know, like the different kinds of those little hoodoo oils and different ritual oils, unless the shop makes them themselves, because some do. Um, yeah. yeah, you're just kind of basically buying something you then have to magically activate on your own. Because I think a lot of people initially were shocked, like your stuff comes just like ready to use in this sense. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, you can always add your own energy to something that you get regardless of how it's made. You know, I, I mean, there's times I bought things, um, you know, from different, I mean, I tend to buy things from, from people like me um, who create their own products. Um, but, you know, occasionally I have some older stuff I bought, you know, at Botanicas and metaphysical stores and stuff that I'm like, okay, well, I know this is kind of what it is. And then I kind of add my own energy to it or combine it with other stuff, you know, just for a little extra, you know. Oof. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you should always add a little bit of yourself to everything you're doing anyway, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, as soon as you touch it, your, your energy imprint is on it. Yeah, absolutely. So I see you offer services too. What sort of services do you offer? Um, I do. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, I do some Oracle readings. Those I tend to do. Um, because the way I do Oracle readings, it would be really boring to do a live reading because a every single Oracle deck is different and there's no way you're going to memorize. It's not like a tarot deck where you're going to have that intuitive, intuitive, well, this is the five of cups. It means this, you know, sort of thing that every, every single Oracle deck has a different storyline and different message to it. So you have to actually look at the books and stuff like that. So I do a lot of Oracle readings um, and I do like a, a I'll do pictures of the, each spread and, and uh, the message that I'm getting. And I usually pull from multiple decks when I do them to kind of be like, okay, here's sort of, you know, the people will come with a question or something and I'll be like, okay, well, here's sort of the main message and here's the clarifiers and things like that. Like sometimes people will like two of the ones I do is like the path of the dark spirit and path of light. And yeah, people kind of want to know what, what spirits want to work with them, that type of thing. So, you know, I'll pull from different decks and also, you know, what I'll use multiple different decks that have similar, you know, cards to them and see what kind of keeps coming up. Because Belial might come up in one deck and another deck and another deck. And you're like, okay, well, definitely Belial apparently wants to work with you, you know? Yeah. Sure. So I do that. I also do some like divination channeling um, from spirits and stuff. Uh, the most common one, the most common use of that is I bought this, I hired this person for a ritual. Did they actually do it? Or, you know, or, or it's, it's, it's very, it's almost like people are sort of asking for a second opinion on other spell work that's been done. That, that is actually a thing. I get lots of readings that ask that too. Yeah, I bought the spell on Etsy and, but so that's, that's another coming. I, I do also offer uh, distance Reiki healing and crystal healing sessions. And I do, I do, I, one of the newer ones I launched um, was a crystal prescription service, which it sounds weird, but it's, it's sort of like, you know, there's so many crystals and people want to work with um, different energies and different purposes and basically what this is and I do it in two ways where I can they'd be like I need crystals for you know some complicated you know health condition or some you know what are what are the spirits I want to open my third eye or you know that kind of thing or do chakra support or um, I want to you know I have a complicated situation with uh, my boyfriend and I want to, you know, these are the goals kind of around it. Um, I do a lot of work with crystal grids. So what I do is it, I'll have either like a recommendation for here's the crystals you want to work with and why. Um, and I also do offer that I'm like, okay, you can do this in packages. If you want me to send you the crystals to work with for this, yeah, I kind of broke it out into, you know, different tiers, like, you know, basic, you know, 
advanced and expert. I forget how I put it in there, but um, so that I, I can awesome. love that service. Because I, I mean, being that I have, I have a lot of wholesale accounts and things like that. So, you know, I can get crystals for wholesale pricing and stuff versus when you go into the store and are paying $5 a stone where, where, you know, I get better prices on them because I'm a business. So, yeah. Yeah, so then you can make up the packages for them. That's awesome. I used to do more ritual services, but I found I just wasn't enjoying them as much Um, because it just, it became very repetitive. Like I used to do a a triple binding spell and I used to do some jar spells and I just was like, my heart wasn't in it. And also um, I have uh, some chronic joint pain and chronic pain issues. So a lot of times for me having to sit in front of my altar for long periods of time, doing rituals for people just became like really painful. So, um, I kind of, I put that sort of aside. I'm like, this isn't really my thing. I don't really enjoy doing this. What do I enjoy doing? I like doing because with Reiki healing, the distance healing and the crystal healing stuff, I can do that from anywhere. I can do that sitting on my couch, my bed at my desk, um, it doesn't really matter where I'm at for that instead of, because I mean, I'm always altar adjacent in ways, but it's not necessarily when you're working really intensely on doing a ritual that requires, you know, pulling together multiple things and, you know, evocations and, and all that. So, um, that was a change that I had made this year. Cause I was just like, I, I, I just can't do this. That's totally yeah. fair. <laughs> Sometimes I mean, you gotta do what you love. Just... And it, it's like, you know, if, if I'm not exactly. loving something, you're not gonna get a benefit from it. Yeah, and you need to be able to put as much of yourself into it too, right? So it's I, I totally get that. If you if you if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. We we only get so long in this life, we might as well enjoy every bit of it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also I found with the jar spells is people always wanted you to keep them for them. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, I don't have all the space in the world for to, st- to store unlimited jar spells for people. No, totally. No, logistically, we just have to be, realize what we can do, realize our limitations, right? Yeah, that's important. Absolutely. Well, this has been super awesome, Jen. This was a wonderful little chat um so if people want to shop with you should where should they go um you can go to my website belladonnasbotanicals.com um all of our links are there my youtube channel um i do i do a fair amount i do i do everything in like like intense spurts of like creativity so it's like sometimes you'll have like multiple videos coming out every week and then sometimes there's just nothing for two weeks because apparently that's how my brain works But I try to do a lot of informative videos on like how to use products or like um, issues or things that I see coming up in the community, common questions I get, um, just to have that resource there because I hate answering the same question over and over again. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna make a video on this. Right, and then just direct them there. Yes. Ah, I got a video there just about that, go there. Yeah, I even have them in like product descriptions, like how to use ritual oils, because like one of the things that blows my mind is like how many times people will buy products and they're like, well, how do I use this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why did you buy goofer goofer dust? dust. You don't know how to use goofer's dust, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The name, it sounded good. Yeah. It's like a lot of times people will research things and then they have no, like, I mean, I guess I approached it differently when I was buying this stuff before I started making things where I was like, I didn't expect where I was buying it from to also teach me how, teach me witchcraft and how to do this stuff. And I get like a lot of that, you know, it's, you hear the term emotional labor sometimes. It's sort of like, I create stuff, like I spent years educating myself, you know, I've got tons of books. Um, you know, I took courses, I watch videos. There's no, like, I can't just teach you witchcraft through a series of Etsy messages, you know, and people expect that, which is weird, but, um, you know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, if I want to figure out how to do a a certain type of thing, I research it. Yeah. 
And I'm not, uh, you know, it's like, I have a lot of information in my head, but being neurodivergent, getting all that out, because people are always like, oh, you should teach classes. I'm like, you would not want to be, like, for me to be able to teach something, oh, yeah, <laughs> lucky if I can get train of thought for, you know, a, a, a hot second, because I, I'll, you know, I'll be like, here's how we do this, and then I'm suddenly talking about something completely unrelated for the next hour down some weird rabbit hole, you know which could be a fun little journey, but yeah, maybe not the best. But if you're paying to, you know, a class to learn in a particular <laughs> way, because I mean, I've, I've taken multiple classes and things and everyone has different teaching styles. And some of them for me just kind of were like, fell flat. I'm like, I'm not really learning anything from what are you, what are you trying to teach here? This is just you rambling on about something for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely great teachers. And then there's yeah. Yeah. others. Absolutely. But I think you've nailed it in all your learning. I've thoroughly enjoyed this interview and checking out all your goods. Those, seriously for me, the soap and those bath salts, totally hollering at me. You've uh, completely nailed that. So and I just, I just want to add that it's super cool seeing a bunch of our candles sitting behind you. Yeah, I meant to say that at the very beginning. Good job. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got them over there. I recognize some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this used to be my upstairs altar, and I moved stuff down here and rearranged it. And so it was a kind of, and then I sort of made this my background for doing YouTube videos because I just was like, I need something that kind of, you know, isn't me sort of, you know, wedged into a corner trying to get like an altar shot in the background. Um, so just something that I can, you know, roll a chair and table over and, you know, record a video. Yeah. For consistency. For sure. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. This has been awesome to get to know you and know what all your goodies are. It's been a complete pleasure. Perfect. Thank you. And so thank you. thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we will see you in the next episode.